because I got to get on a relationship piece. Get on and it. The, the penis is going into the womb. Okay, so <laughs> we're using all this stuff, right, in order to, <laughs> to I just, I got to keep it real with y'all. The penis is in the womb. It's causing a problem. Know the penises that you got to be, you can't just let anybody into your womb, okay? It's causing, you wonder why you walking around feeling crazy? Who was the last man you slept with? Okay, that's probably, you Ooh. didn't hear that his crazy, okay? So, because you know they all crazy. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I digress. But... <laughs>
you there's a breakdown because you are putting substances in your body whether it's alcohol like i said you put substance in your body that over time is is deteriorating your organs and and your blood vessels that you need to carry the blood are being damaged and so when you're young you think okay i got forever and okay but then when you diagnose with diabetes at 32 35 that's because you overwork your pancreas you know as a woman you know now we're we're having all this pain and now these fibroids are so big that you gotta have surgery because the first thing they want to do is cut you now they don't do that to white women they do that to black women and i had a client just so you all know really quickly um who had she she was in her 50s so she had met me and uh we shrunk her fibroids but she still needed to have surgery but the thing was when she was on that table she had more fibroids than they thought that she had had and her surgery was longer than they thought it was gonna be but her doctor told her thank god she had done what she had done because she may not have made it thank god her fibroids had started shrinking for them to get through that surgery because she had more than they thought that she had had so even if you're at that age where they still have to do surgery and they have you know different options now where they don't have to cut you and all of that you still got to change your diet i had a client who she uh detoxed with me and in preparation for her surgery to have her fibroids removed they couldn't even get all the fibroids after her surgery, she started having some pain. She went back in to find out why. They said, oh, the fibroids that we couldn't get have disintegrated. She really didn't need the surgery. But she didn't know, and I'm not, I'm not gonna tell you not to go get surgery, but I will tell you to get your body prepared for surgery. But at least she disintegrated the rest of them. So there's a lot of evidence you all surrounding diet, and fibroids, endometriosis, some of the uterine lining that's outside of your, that grows outside of your uterus can cause uh, pain. But I recently, <laughs> now I'm 51, y'all. I recently went to the gynae, was it last year? And I read my reports because now everything is online. You know, back in the day, you know, it's in charge, you never get to see it. It's online. And they said, they, they had on there that I had um, endometriosis. Like I had had some of my lining was growing out of the uterus. And I said, you know, all these years, I was never told that. I was just, they just told me dysmenorrhea. But I guess maybe it wasn't, I don't know, but, and it's not a big deal because I don't have pain. I still have cycles. I don't have pain because I eradicated that years mm -hmm. ago. But no one ever said that. So thank God I changed my diet because this could have gotten progressively worse. Thank God I shrunk my disintegrated my fibroids because I may have to have been having surgery by now. So what about the I know because Sharonda was her face as she was looking when you was talking about, I guess, relationships and how that affects basically sex dealing with other people um how how does you know someone listening to this even me how does that even relate to 
I know how it relates to women's health because on the surface, it's like, you know, be careful who you sleep with. You don't want to get no STD. You don't want to get no STI. You know, you know, wrap it up. Make sure you have protective sex. But does it go a little deeper than that? Is that what you're saying? Oh, it goes so much deeper. And I wish I had known this when I was younger because I didn't know y'all. I just didn't know. I thought you'd fall in love. Then you have sex. And yeah, no. So, you know, when y'all get ready to do, <laughs> when y'all get ready to do a relationship podcast, y'all got to bring me back, but I give y'all a little bit of it. So first and foremost, sex is a creation activity. It's a spiritual thing. Okay. Unfortunately, again, we got to go back to this, this trauma from slavery. What we see represented in a lot of cases has to do with our people seeing our mothers being raped. Our, our ancestors from Africa, from other cultures, other countries, um, sex was viewed as a spiritual thing, like God was in the middle of it because it, it was a creation, it's a creation activity. You're creating a baby, you're creating, I also say sex is for spiritual regeneration. So it's, it's not limited to just, I need to scratch an itch, so who can I call? You know, no. There's something, <laughs> it, it's about you creating something. That energy that you have, that sexual energy that you have can be transmutated into going to finish your homework assignment or write your book or create a, 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 you know, something that you've always wanted to do. Take that energy and go do something else with it. Okay? <laughs> you know, if you are in a um, monogamous relationship or, you know, now we have partnerships that, you know, polyamorous partnerships, whatever those understandings are, make sure you know what you're creating because you're either creating lust, a baby, or spiritual regeneration. You have to, Sharonda, I love how you use the word intentional. Be intentional because what happens is once that that penis enters into your womb, and even in lesbian relationships, you know, you want to, to know who you're intertwining with because the spirits, they transfer. And so if you don't know the person you're with, you don't know what they're struggling with, you're just lying down because they look good. You know, there's a transfer there. You're creating something. And so then now you're getting up. Not only do you have your challenges, you're coming up with, with theirs as well. So you got to be intentional on who you are creating with. Remember, the womb is sacred. And everybody does not deserve to be in your sacred space what is their motivation oh because i look good so you just want to come and have sex with me so then we're creating lust then that's going to be a problem because lust it ain't going to do nothing for my life it ain't going to put no money in my pockets it ain't going to make me lose no weight it ain't going to make me healthier so i don't want to create with you all right so now you got you know brother sister whatever that's that you all have similar visions similar dreams you're able to talk you're able to be intimate with and then you decide this is somebody that i think can we can create like spiritual regeneration like we can create something with like be intentional about it because when you get up from there you're gonna get up with 
and, and then we don't want to talk about the bacteria because some of these men hygiene ain't that great. I mean, I ain't, I'm not going to go. I read that. something the other day that said that men are the main causes for most of our uh, <laughs> our health issues right now. Yes. They are. And I read it out loud to read it out loud to my husband. You like yes. really just while I'm cooking. <laughs> I just want you to just I'm just educating you, <laughs> just letting you know. I love it, I love it. <laughs> man. But no, that is you know that that's true. But you don't think about that, you know, because these fairy tales we've been conditioned. But people don't that. even be living in fairy tales. They be That's the thing. Real they life be... horror stories. Right. You be like, what in the Freddie Jason is going <laughs> on over here, girl? Come on. <laughs> you be like, woo. But I also think sometimes it's kind of unfair because it's pushed on women. Like, oh, like um, I would say in a church in a church setting, they'll be like, oh, so ties. And I feel like it's more geared towards women. Like, oh, if you sleep with this man, then you're going to have this. I don't feel like men are ever held accountable for stuff like that. They're not told like, oh, watch the woman you sleep with. You never know, you know, what she's dealing with. Like, it's always pushed on the woman. And I don't don't know why that is. Oh, yeah, because of the patriarchal society that we live in, they put everything on us. Now, true, women, we do have the power. We have the power. We are powerful. The feminine power is amazing. So we, you know, the, the challenge is that when they're entering into us, you know, you just think about the vagina, you know, it's closed, you know, and their penis entering into us, it is going down into our very sacred spaces. So when they ejaculate, you know, all of that DNA is going into your bloodstream. Now they can absorb our, you know, when we have an orgasm, they can absorb our juices as well, right? But it's not at the level. Now they can obviously, they carry the viruses and things, which is how women end up with HPV as well as, you know, other STDs and things like that because yeah they can absorb that woman's you know secretions as well and carry that bacteria or virus to another woman especially those that's just hopping around right um but no they're not held accountable they're not held responsible and yes they are getting diseases just like women are and then they are transferring it because in some cases, a lot of cases, they just poke and poke and poke and poke. And then I get tested. And then men, black men won't go to the doctor. They won't get checked, you know, unless they have something show up on there. Then they'll go to a clinic. But how many women have you given these viruses and things to before it showed up on you? It's going to show up on the woman faster than the man. A lot of times they won't have symptoms. But it is important for men to understand that when they lay down with women, they need to know who she is because she could be crazy too. You know, she got some, you know. So and that's on her. We, we could be crazy. That's, that's why so I really do. I told my younger brother, I was like, hey, you know, 
<laughs> do what you do. Yeah, wrap it up, do whatever. But the reason why you have to be careful, I personally feel that is that you can lay down with the wrong woman that can like literally, we will hurt you, cause physical harm to you. And I'm not saying it as, you know, as, you know, you know, it's funny, but that's true because I feel that we become so emotionally tied to a guy quickly it, it makes us crazy and then we do certain things and so absolutely just as much as women have to be careful I yes. do think you know men have to be just as careful too um but yeah so That's I mean abs- you absolutely true because hormonally and spiritually and like what Sharonda had mentioned that soul tie so there's a hormone called oxytocin that is emitted when we hug someone or, you know, we, yeah, and that's a bonding hormone. So that is something that, yeah, we do. We instantly become bonded. And there are women who say, oh, no, I just have sex. And I don't. I said, no, no, no. I don't believe that. Like, girl, you're, no. You're, you're bitter and you need to deal with that. And stop hopping around with different men. OK, because you're mad at your daddy or whoever. No, deal with your stuff <laughs> and stop trying to act like a man because you're not a man. Right. Don't go just opening up your womb because you got an itch. No, sit down, be quiet, meditate, breathe, detox, and let's try again. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to ask because, I mean, me and Jessica, we're like in that age group of, well, I'm not married yet, but. Well, you want to think about having children, if that's something that you're interested in, like what's, what are things that you can do to, you know, prepare your womb to be like healthy, to carry a baby and all of that stuff. Like what's some small things you might be able to do or think about doing? Absolutely. So of course, detoxing, that's always going to be my number one thing and just making sure you're cleansing your body at least once a year. You know, mm-hmm. or every change of season. You can do That's 21 correct. day, you can do three day. But um, also detox baths are really good. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, detox baths are giving you some good like uh, Epsom salt because what it does is if there's any inflammation, especially when it's um, after your cycle or whatever and all the prostaglandins and things have gone throughout the body, you may have some inflammation. Being able to just kind of soak and um, again, give your body love because that's that's healing for the body, putting in essential oils, um, being able to just even just talk over your body, being able to rub your womb and that type of thing. Um, also, I love the, um, they're like the, the yoni steams. Like um, what it is, is you've heard of that, Jessica. Yeah, where you are sitting. It's like a sits bath, but it's the hot water. You have the herbs in there. And that's like amazing for wound care. Staying hydrated is huge, again, because you have to flush, flush, flush the system. And you want your, your overall body just to be as healthy as possible to create a healthy atmosphere for your baby. You want your body to be alkaline. I did have a, a client who didn't think she could have children. But when she started detoxing with me, little Layla just, she, she was married and Layla came out and you know, so it really has to do with what you are putting in your body 
your mind, you know, positive affirmations. Um, I want to have a healthy baby. I want to have healthy relationships. Just affirmations, prayer, meditation, all of that helps. The reason that's important to get a system down now is because once you do get pregnant, you know, it's, it's going to be harder to start healthier routines. You know, walking, of course, exercise, stretching, because, you know, you're carrying this baby. You want to make sure that, you know, your body is limber and all of that as well. So yoga is something that I advise uh, if you want to prepare your body for a baby. Um, but um, what I was going to say is as far as like walking and water and and, and um, you know, prayer, meditation, because once you have, that's what I was going to say, once you get pregnant, it's, it's more challenging to start a routine. So you want to be able to continue kind of what you started. And then you don't want to shock the baby. If you haven't been exercising before you got pregnant, it's going to be a little challenging to start afterwards, right? Because your body's not used to it. So that could be considered stressful. So those are some of the things that I advise in order to be able to prepare for a healthy pregnancy. Because during that pregnancy, you can't just eat anything because then you become high risk hypertension, high risk diabetes, then they're gonna give you medication and now that medication is going to the baby. So get it down now. So that way you can walk through your pregnancy and, and, and have a good healthy baby, a clean baby. And then, like, what are, like, there are some people like myself who have been on birth control for, you know, for a long time. Are there um, negative effects that that can have? Because doctors would be like, oh, you know, you're fine. Once you take it out, you know, some people get pregnant right away and some people do, but some people also go through years you know, where they can't have a baby because they might have been on birth control for 20 years. And now at 35, you know, they're deciding to get on birth. I mean, decide they want to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So with birth control, you know, you're adding extra hormones to your body, right? Um, I advise that you should stop birth control um, at least three months before you want to start having children, just to allow the extra hormones to come out of your system um, because it's synthetic, okay? So it's, again, it's like you having a bunch of processed foods and things like that. When you get pregnant, you want your baby to get the best nutrition possible. So you want your blood to be clean, um, stopping the birth control, cleaning your system out, doing a detox, and flushing your blood so that way your baby is getting, you know, good blood, hopefully, but not a lot of junk and stuff in it. That's what I would suggest at least three months before you want to start trying. And of course, tons of fruits and vegetables, y'all. Tons of fruits and vegetables. So I just, I came up with a, com a concept of fast five. So we're gonna ask you a couple questions okay. and you just answer it with one word or one sentence, but hopefully one word. Okay. 
Okay. I got to change one of my questions then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be a sentence. Okay, it could be a sentence. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So my first one is we all need blank in our diet. We all need phytonutrients in our diet. Meaning? <laughs> That's what you find in your green foods, like your spinach and your kale. Those are the builders of the cells and tissue of the body. Okay. And then we all eat too much. Junk food. <laughs> processed food. Yes, food. Like junk. Crap. <laughs> one word. <laughs> what is one affirmation that you believe, especially as women, should just keep in our repertoire? I am healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially. The financial part. All of it. All of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wish somebody told me. Yeah, that's the I wish someone, I wish somebody had told me at 16 that, that you could have a baby by experimenting with sex. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Yes, I was so naive and I didn't know. And I have a little boyfriend and we was just playing around. We didn't know. We was so naive. Oh, but and I know, got pregnant. I know That's you the was the only like... child I had. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. It's, let me, if you don't mind me asking, so if you did not know that, you know, having sex, you know, with a, you know, produce a child. How did you find out that you were pregnant? Did it, all of a sudden did you be like, "Hey, my, I ain't bleed this month." Hey, you know. <laughs> no. Yes. So okay. So and it, see, I didn't even really know that we had had sex. So you got to think about this. Is my daughter's born in 1986. This is 1986. They didn't show all this stuff on TV, right? We had computers and we have all this stuff. So you just kind of see the people in the movies lay down, and that's all. You pretty much you don't know that the penis is going into the vagina and then, 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 then there's a discharge. So we both were virgins. He didn't know what he was doing. We was just being fast. So he didn't even, like, I didn't notice until after I had real sex, when I went off to college, real sex. <clears throat> but he didn't even really penetrate me because he was so excited. He ejaculated before he even could penetrate, but sperm swims. So we both were not, we didn't Man, your know. daughter a good swimmer, boy. <laughs> oh, when I tell you she was supposed to be here. She's like, here I come. She was supposed to be here for real, okay? That egg was like, yes! So I, so I was, a, um, it was the end of my sophomore year in high school. Yeah, I was a cheerleader and I was so, and, um, I, so I had started getting nauseous, but, you know, back then, you know, we went, I went to the doctor and they just gave me medicine thinking I had the flu. Nobody mm. tested, did a pregnancy test. Really? So I didn't know, but I knew that my stomach was starting to feel, but I thought, you know, weird, but I thought I, you know, it was a virus. That's what the doctor said. I had a virus, so I thought it was a virus. Then you all, I think, my stomach, like I knew, I, I was like, something's wrong. Probably about maybe two, three months or two. And I'm like, uh-uh, this virus is still here. Something wrong. <laughs> oh, 
That's a little so, pirate. Yeah. So me and my girlfriend, uh, my best friend, we went at the time we had phone books and they Ooh, had pirate. info tapes that you could call in the phone book to hear. That's just how this is how old this is how naive y'all that you can call to find out what are the signs and symptoms of pregnancy like oh, that was google on the phone oh. <laughs> on google <laughs> yeah because i had had a cycle that's what happened i think I, I missed my cycle a few months and i was like okay i can't still just have the flu right and uh and then uh so i was fearful i was 16 i was scared and uh, we were in the process of moving. My mom was in the suburbs. I was living in Decatur, Illinois back then. Ooh, and my, we were selling. Yep, I graduated from U of I. Me too, and girl. I L L. I N I. Okay. Yes. And and yeah, yeah. So. You know, so the sad part of this, and, and which I love speaking to young girls, is that I was so fearful. And the reason my mom didn't know was because she was she was a school teacher. And she was up um, back in the suburbs, and we were in the process of moving back to the suburbs of Chicago. And mm -hmm. my dad was working. I'm the oldest of five kids, and mm -hmm. um, they're trying to sell a house. My mom's trying to buy a house, so we're we can transition back. So they kind of missed it back then. Kind of big clothes, like. Bill Cosby sweaters were out, you know, and stuff. So yeah. like I could hide it. We weren't wearing stuff like we wear now. And um, it wasn't until y'all, I was seven months pregnant. Seven months? I hid it. I started at a new school. Didn't nobody know me, so that worked out great. Oh my pregnant. goodness. I was seven months pregnant. So with your first baby and you're young, it doesn't right. show as fast right okay as you know when you get older and um my mother one day said have you had a cycle and i said yeah and i said i'm one now she was like let me see go upstairs and let me see and that was how i got called let me see the blood let me see the blood i was like i know you was probably like jesus where's your blood to take where's the knife honey <laughs> Where I was like, ain't no hot sauce up here, ain't no ketchup. Ketchup, <laughs> barbecue sauce. I, none of that. None I just got out the shower. It's, it's drying up a little. And it's crazy. Right. She just yes. thought about it like, I ain't see no pads or nothing in the trash can or nothing. Oh, wow. Mother's instinct, just mother intuition. Wow. Mother um. intuition. And that was the scariest time of my entire life. Okay. And, uh, and so then after that, um, she and my aunt, they ran me around because they didn't know how far along I was. So they were trying to see if I could get an abortion. Right. It was too late. So by that time, I'm like eight months. So my dad took me to Cook County Hospital and uh, for me to get checked for to see, you know, what was, you know, if I needed anything. And to show you, now I didn't know this back then, but this was my diet. I couldn't eat nothing but fruits and vegetables and maybe some crackers. Like I had no prenatal, none of that. 
And y'all can keep this on here too, just so you know. Uh, 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 and, don't say, is it okay? We keep this on. Yeah, keep it on here okay. I, I like to share, you know. And um, and so they hospitalized me because now you have the 16-year-old, eight months pregnant, no prenatal care, and I was um hypertensive, like my blood pressure was was high because I was stressed. I've been hiding it all this time. And then I'm at a new school. I'm trying to hide it. At the what a secret to carry. Yes. And back then, like you couldn't go to regular high school and be pregnant, you know, right. they put you in another school. So, um, so they hospitalized me and they kept me in there until I had my baby on Christmas day. Oh, Christmas baby too. She just Christmas real special. Baby, Christmas day. And I was wow. like, Oh honey, you were supposed to be here. Wow. Yes. I have one more question. Yes. Um, since you're not like a Western medicine, more natural doctor, mm-hmm. um, what would you say? Don't let your doctor tell you. Don't let your doctor tell you that you cannot, um, you cannot come off of your meds for lifestyle illnesses. Because it's lifestyle illnesses are reversible. High blood pressure, diabetes, those type of things, hypertension, that type of those type of things that's caused by food. Don't let them tell you that you cannot reverse that. Don't let them tell you that you have to be on medication for high blood pressure, diabetes, forever. Mm. Totally reversible. Now, of course, they should and take their meds. And, should they, they should take their meds, but should they, but are you saying people should work on trying to figure out what the root cause is so they can be able to get off of it? Yes, because mm-hmm. medication is supposed to be for short term. Right. You walk in there, your blood pressure is 180 over 120. Yes, you need right. medication because you can stroke out. Right. But now that you're on medication to bring it down, don't just keep eating the same thing to cause you to have to be in there. Right. No, change your lifestyle. So then that way, the same doctor that put you on there can then say, oh, this is bringing your blood pressure too low. It's now time to take your doses down. Yeah, because my mom said her doctor told her can't remember if it's cholesterol or something was high and then she came back and it was lower and she's like oh the medication must be working because it went down she's like i haven't even been taking my medication i just been walking more and drinking more water and she's like see she don't even know what she's talking about (laughs) cholesterol that's cholesterol but it yeah. can be high blood pressure too, but cholesterol for sure. But no, that's good to know because, you know, you hear a lot, especially with black people like, oh, it, oh, it just run through the family as if like. Don't nobody I, run in the family. But, but, there, you perhaps. there you go. <laughs> and, and on that note, <laughs> Dr. Tammy, thank you for running it back with us. Um we really appreciate it and i can't wait to, i can't wait for this uh to be out for you to listen to it and we'll definitely yeah we got to come up with some more questions because we definitely want to have you back on so you can be able to you know educate us and i'm gonna take this what you gave us to heart especially because yes. there are some things 
that I really want want to change. But, you know, certain things, they don't come easy. Change is not easy. And when we, change when something, life. it's like, yeah, it's just not easy. And when we, and when something's not easy, we retreat. We, yeah. we come up with excuses or we complain about it or we just go back to whatever like, came. I just, do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. You know, I just, you know, versus sometimes you do have to bear you know, you have to bear through it. Um, yeah. No one ever and said, yeah. And, and, yeah, and get, and, and get yeah. yeah, like you said, get help. Oh, I'm going to be calling you. I'm yeah, the, call <laughs> I'm like, hello, well, welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah, get that therapy. Yeah, yes. and that's the other thing, too, is that um, I didn't ask, you know, I forgot to ask you this question, but, you know, it's one of those things when people say, like, what do you say to people who say, well, you know, it's too expensive, but then it's like, well, you buy your, your you, you spend your money on this and on that, yeah. on shoes. Well, some and... people it truly is too expensive. Like if you work a right. minimum wage job and rent is so expensive now, like literally some people can't. But now, what... there are some people that you can cut corners. You cannot go to brunch with your girls every other week and spend you know eighty dollars on brunch with and have a consultation with miss tammy but let me tell you though sharonda my experience these 11 years those people who it appears as if you know they're living paycheck to paycheck they will pay me faster than those that's walking around with gucci and all of that i believe that too when you're ready to change your life and in whatever area it is, it you'll you'll make a sacrifice. You'll make it happen. You'll make it if happen. you see the value in it. You truly absolutely. Will. It's about how bad do you want it, and yep. those are my clients. Those are my clients that are truly ready for change. Those who come in, you know, they got money, but they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm your not one for you. Absolutely, and I'm okay with it. Alright. Well, thank you again, Dr. Thank Tammy. Thank you so much. Really quickly, before we leave out, could you please just give us, you know, your social media handles or like your email address, your website on where uh, people who are listening, where they can be able to find you and contact you? Absolutely. Um, they can Google me, RestoredByTammy.com. Uh, That's the website on all my social media. They'll find me on Restored by Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y-E. Um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram and TikTok, TikTok. Uh, Okay. I'm looking for you on TikTok. I couldn't find you. (laughs) Yeah, just follow me. Um, I I try to give little tidbits and um, I I think the thing that I love to do is I just, just try to make it make sense. You know, I'm not there just talking at you and telling you what statistics say. I try to help you to incorporate so that you can apply what I'm teaching you to your life. Um, you can also find, I have a YouTube channel, so you can find me um, oh. under Tammy Matthews and take a look at my 100-day juice fast that I did. 100 day? Yes. I, I'm just trying to do 21. Whew. <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Tammy, and we thank can't you. wait to have you on again. Oh, I am. You, you all, look, y'all rock. And I'm going to make sure that I um, promote your podcast. I'm going to have to come to Georgia and see you when I come see my sister. Come on, come on down. Let me know. Let me know.
All right, everyone. Well, that is part two of our discussion with Dr. Tammy Matthews. We hope you enjoyed this discussion and took away some important information. Most importantly, please be sure to share this episode as well as liking and subscribing to our podcast. And as we always like to end our podcast, stop dismissing, downplaying, and deflecting what others see in you. Because when given the opportunity, remember, just take the compliment, sis.